Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is Sirius XM. I'm John Fugelsang. This is Tell Me Everything, bringing good trouble to the right-wing bubble. Coming to you live this week from the panoramic splendor of Sirius XM Pandora's gorgeous Hollywood Studios. It's great to be back. First time back here since, uh, oh, last October, I reckon. And we have a great show planned tonight. Our executive producer, Chris Hauseld, runs this monster from his studio in South Carolina. The mighty Thea Harper runs this show from Brooklyn tonight. It's great to be back in L.A. Russ is on the boards. Russ, thanks for being with us. Pleasure. Nice to see you again. It's beautiful to be here while everyone else is freezing right now. Why am I in L.A.? Because we have a big show this weekend. The Stephanie Miller Sexy Liberal Comedy Tour. Look, I'm not allowed to say a lot, but we're in talks to do a big tour later this year with a lot of dates. Right now, the first date that's on sale of the year. We only have two dates on sale all year so far. Chicago. This summer for the convention, and that show's already almost sold out. And then this coming Saturday night, the 20th, one year to the day before some old white man is inaugurated as president at the Herbs Theater in San Francisco. Stephanie Miller, Hal Sparks, Frangela, and me, in spite of popular demand. It's going to be a riot. It's going to be a party. The last time we did a show in, in, in San Francisco... Nancy Pelosi showed up on stage with us. We always have a blast. So please, please come on down if you can. Tonight, we got a great one right here. Uh, We have some of our favorite people. Reverend Barry Lynn, former executive director of Americans United for Separation of Church and State, will be here. The very wonderful Natalia Reagan will be sidekicking with me, joining us in just a moment. Comedians Richard Chasler and Sarah Halstead in the second hour. And comedy daddy Keith Price in hour number three, because we have a lot we have to catch up on. 200 million Americans are now locked in a dome of frigid Arctic air 
and rounds of heavy snow that will continue to dominate throughout this week. If you are one of those 200 million, please, please make sure you have what you need. Please, if you have elderly relatives or friends or neighbors, check in on them in these cold weathers. Please, if you know of animals who are exposed to the elements, try to step in. It's going to be really rough. It's a great time to show that Americans are still capable of looking out for each other. We kind of like it sometimes. All right, let's 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 get to this. Hope you had a good MLK day. As the man said, our only hope today lies in our ability to recapture the revolutionary spirit and go into a sometimes hostile world declaring eternal hostility to poverty, racism, and militarism. Let's try that tonight, shall we, as we make sense of the last 24 hours. Now, I, I do want to say one thing. This is an anniversary today in rock history. Every night we talk about what happened on this date and this date and this date. But uh, it was on this date, 1984, 40 years ago today. Paul and Linda McCartney were arrested in Barbados for drug possession. They were each fined $200 for weed. St. Paul McCartney went to jail in Tokyo for a little bit of weed back in 1980. In that case, Paul, the Beatle fan said it was Linda's weed. Paul took the fall for his wife. He nobly did nine days in a Tokyo jail. His captors taunted him by singing yesterday in broken English. But it was 40 years ago today, Paul and Linda got busted for weed again. And um, I just looking for an excuse to bring up McCartney, because I think if you have a chance to see Paul McCartney live, you should. You see, uh, during the pandemic, I made a promise. I said, if McCartney ever tours again, I'm taking my child to see him. I want my son to be able to say McCartney was his first show. And it was great. Springsteen came out on stage. And that was New Jersey before a crowd of 60,000 people at MetLife Stadium. 60,000 people at a concert. And that's more than showed up to vote for Donald Trump. In last night's Iowa caucus, the media can't stop screaming about. Now, Trump lied and he either forgot or lied about how many times. He said it's the third time we've won. Ted Cruz beat him the first time. So, you know, again, but but here's the deal. You've heard all of the headlines, all of the hype in the last 24 hours. Oh, my God. 37% of the Republican caucus agree that he's not fit if he's convicted. That's a huge number. Yes. And, and it was a huge turnout. He won by 50 points. We're hearing all about it. Iowa Republicans braved the bitter cold to attend these caucuses. Trump won 98 of 99 counties. He dominated every demographic. He barely campaigned in the state. He was always going to win. We always knew he was going to win. But the media has to tell you what an incredible horse race we're facing right now in a state that's white and rural and really right wing to begin with, with a caucus system that's giving the finger to democracy and exclusionary by design. What a win for Donald Trump at his Iowa caucus victory here. Donald Trump thanked the Republicans of Iowa. day one and offered one of the most half hearted calls for unity you will ever hear. Well, I want to thank everybody. This has been some period of time. And most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout. What a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out who is this talking who's this talking who is this that's who's scared who's scared important and i want to make that a very big part of our message we're going to come together (laughs) it's going to happen soon too it's going to happen soon so the media 
hype this up, right? Let me quote let me quote Axios. The astonishing speed and sweep of former President Trump's victory in last night's Iowa caucus has delivered a massive wake-up call to Republican skeptics still dreaming of a post-MAGA world. And look, I get it. It was a huge win. We knew it. Networks called it 31 minutes after the caucusing began. And people are flipping out. 63% of Iowa caucus participants say if Trump is convicted of a felony, he's still fit to be president. 81% agree that immigrants, like Donald Trump's mom, are poisoning the blood of the country. His biggest supporters are white evangelicals who haven't quite gotten around to reading the Jesus parts. And, and this is Americans accepting lies and disinformation and endorsing a racist demagogue who threatens democracy because he says shit that make them feel good. Either they're that stupid and gullible and obedient or they know they're in on it and they just don't care. We can't hate them. We have to beat them. Nonviolence, ridicule and large voter turnout. And yeah, it's bad, but. Maybe it's okay, because the guy who won the Iowa caucuses last night is the only president in history who lost an election, refused to concede, and refused to participate in a peaceful transfer of power. He abused his office's powers. He committed crimes to overthrow the election. Yes, Iowa Republicans voted for a terrorist insurrectionist who lied about, and he's a rapist who defamed his victims. The Republican Party's gone. We know that. This caucus was an empty exercise. It means nothing. He's a traitor who shares our nuclear secrets with foreigners. Again, 68% of Iowa caucus goers say Biden didn't win legitimately in 2020. 63% said make him president, even if he's a felon. It's a cult. And just to show how tacky he is, in his victory speech, Donald Trump shared a really weird insult about Jimmy Carter who is in hospice now and Jimmy Carter's wife's funeral. Just, just give a listen if you're really still worried about the head-to-head matchup we're about to face. Listen to this. You know, my wife attended the funeral two months ago of Rosalind Carter, and it was beautiful. And Uh Jimmy Carter was there, and I thought Uh to myself, Jimmy Carter is happy now because he will go down as being a brilliant president by comparison to Joe Biden. He'll be a brilliant president. It's going to be, he's going to be known as brilliant by comparison. <laughs> yeah, please keep in mind, uh, Donald Trump has the worst jobs record of any president since Herbert Hoover. Now let's talk about the losers. DeSantis came in second, predicted six weeks ago he would win, and he celebrated losing by 30 points because only one can be a distant second. And he said on stage, we got our ticket punched out of Iowa. He he lost by 30 points. He spent millions and millions and millions and spent a year in this state. Nikki Haley's the one who stopped Trump from winning all 99 counties. She won one. She said, now it's a two-person race. And she came in third. So again, this is what we're dealing with here. She's going to New Hampshire. DeSantis is not. He's going to her home state, having their primary on February 24th. DeSantis is already acknowledging he's going to lose New Hampshire. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy dropped out, finally gave the people what they want. Asa Hutchinson dropped out. You didn't even know he was still running, did you? And Nikki Haley really wants to be Trump's VP. She really wants to be Trump's VP to very disturbing levels. Remember last week how she said that the Civil War wasn't caused by slavery? Listen to her now claim that the country that kept slaves and that performed a racist ethnic cleansing of the indigenous people has never been racist. Take it, Nikki. This race, how do you feel about your party's front runner being held liable for sexual abuse? I mean, first of all, I haven't paid attention to his his cases and I'm not a lawyer. 
All I know is that he's innocent until proven guilty, and when he's proven <laughs> guilty and he's sitting in a courtroom, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You've got investigations on Trump and Biden. But a lot of and people, forgive me, what, but a lot what? of people uh, in the Republican <laughs> Party blow it all off and say that it's all a witch hunt and which is because what I think says. some of the some of the cases but this have case been in political. particular this one I haven't looked at but look if he's found guilty then he'll he needs to pay <laughs> the price he needs to do what he's supposed to every one of these cases they need to be heard out he needs to defend himself if he is found guilty he's going to pay the he's price he's been found guilty he's been found guilty already the economy the border and education and getting our country back on track if he's sitting in a courtroom that goes back to what I'm saying we can't continue to be distracted. We can't continue to be in chaos. We have a country to save. Okay, that's enough of Nikki Haley. I'm sorry, that's not the racist clip where she said America's not a racist country. A woman who's who's who changed her name from Nimrata to Nikki because her party is too racist. Mm. She gets no bump. DeSantis is doomed in the next two states. Here's the real story. The real story about last night. It was the lowest turnout since the year 2000. Now, I know the weather was terrible. Yes, it was terrible weather. I get that. Although Iowans can handle this. And I have it on good authority. The actual caucus voting was all done indoors for the Caucasian caucus. 97% white, by the way. 97%. So that is more diverse than Trump's cabinet. Um, but voter turnout was a huge question ahead of this. But roughly 110,000 Iowa Republicans caucus last night. Okay. It was 187,000 in 2016 when Ted Cruz won. But a total of only 14% of Iowa's Republican voters showed up last night. They're making out like it's a huge win. It's half the total number of voters that showed up in 2020. Almost half the base of the Republican Party that did show up voted against Donald Trump. He is the former president. He should be winning this thing, running away. Okay, only 14% of Republican voters bothered to show up. He got half of those. He got 7% of the eligible Republican voters in his state. That's the victory the media's screaming about. They got 2,083,000 registered voters in the state, 718,000 registered Republicans, 102,000 people voted, about 53,000 voted for Trump, fewer than my most recent Paul McCartney concert, <laughs> 14%. That means 7% voted for Trump, 7% voted for someone else, and 86% of Iowa Republicans didn't bother to show up. Only 14%. $123 million was wasted on 100,000 voters showing up. Trump got 53,000 votes. Now, the media, if you're listening, Trump didn't win Iowa, okay? Despite these exaggerated nonstop coverage we've heard, this is irrelevant in national terms, you clickbait-loving rating whore. 43% of Haley voters say they'll never vote for Trump. 63% of Trump voters say electability is not important, meaning they know how weak Trump is. But 86% of them stayed home. Now, to the mainstream media, this is a resurrection of this liar, this loser, this indicted felon. 93% of Iowa Republicans said, fuck that dude. 93% of Iowa Republicans said, fuck that dude the night of the caucus and didn't show up to vote for him. Mm -hmm. Think about this. He was the president. This was a shitty showing. I mean, Iowa's 88% white, 97% white last night's voting. New Hampshire's 89% white. They are the smallest states in population. Maybe not the best barometer for where our country's appetite is for political leaders right now. But really, <laughs> I mean, and maybe we should stop negatively harping on how only 14% of Iowa's GOP showed up to vote. Why not dwell on how this means only 7% of Iowa's Republican Party voted for Trump? Try to be positive, people, and remind the media 
93% of registered Iowa Republicans didn't bother. And all this on the eve of Trump's second defamation trial for sexual abuse and defamation today. And it's exciting. A jury has already concluded he raped E. Jean Carroll, publicly smeared her. Those facts are not open to debate. This trial is about whether he further defamed her. She got $5 million last time. She wants $10 million this time. Judge Kaplan has ruled Trump committed rape, and Trump is still defaming his rape victim. Is $10 million enough? E. Jean Carroll, of course, is a friend of this show. We don't pretend to not be biased on this. And look, Trump's got many more trials coming up this year. Yeah, but he's got the advantages. There's negative perceptions on the economy, even though it's much better than how he left it. Biden's got terrible poll numbers. There's these spoiler candidates. And again, the media is writing Biden's obituary. The media who misses their Trump-sized ratings. And Biden's a politician. He's never been a liberal. But, you know, we give him credit. A year from now, the American Rescue Plan, Inflation Reduction Act, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill, the CHIPS Act, the executive order to forgive debt, what he tried to do with gun control. I mean, the murder rate went up 30% under Trump. It's gone down. Worst jobs record under Trump since Hoover. Trump lied about COVID throughout the pandemic handbook. No plan for vaccine distribution. Got a vaccine for himself. Wouldn't push it for supporters. Prioritized his re-election over public safety and lied to every Republican. And everyone every Republican loves during a plague. I know. They don't care. But here's the deal. The Inflation Reduction Act was okay. It's better than nothing. Right? Build back better would have been the new deal. So the only way for Biden to win is to go big. That's it. He's been slow and steady, the opposite of Trump, and I respect that. But with these numbers and all this media hype for Trump, the only way for Biden to win is to go big. Come out there and start talking about lowering the age of Medicare eligibility to 50. Come out there and talk about decriminalizing weed on the federal level. What are the ideas? What do you want to hear Joe Biden come out for and go bold? I want a campaign where people can't stop talking about the issues. It's going to be two old white guys and the media is fixated on that. But I'm sorry. Like I've said before, I'll take the old white guy who needs another nap over the old white guy who needs another defense attorney. By the way, keep in mind, Biden, as everyone's saying, they, they wish he wasn't the nominee. Oh, we wish we had a different Democrat. Biden's raising the money. He just announced they've raised over 97 million in the fourth quarter of 2023. Biden's out fundraising Trump to a shocking degree. So again, 66% of these Iowans don't believe Biden won. 97% of them white. 63 of them said that even if Trump is convicted, he's still fit for office, which means a quarter of the Republican Party is already admitting they'd bail on him if convicted. DeSantis could beat Biden. Nikki Haley could beat Biden. Last night, we saw the candidate with the worst chance of beating Biden get in position to have his ass kicked all over again. We want to know what you guys think. We're at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. Can I, can I just say before we go to break that I am so happy to have one of our favorite people sitting in tonight in the sidekick chair because we miss having sidekicks. Natalia Reagan is an anthropologist, a primatologist, an actor, a writer, a producer, a host, a comedian. She's been an all-star host for Neil deGrasse Tyson's wildly popular Star Talk. And every now and then she joins us for another lesson in shit you can't say. Natalia, welcome back and Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you had it's been for forever it I feels like uh, since since the last sexy liberal show last oh, october last time Jesus. i was down here yeah yeah that feels was great long, feels a long time ago yeah dr seuss poem oh thank you 
Chef's kiss. Not sure we'll be doing that this weekend, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. Are, are we going to get another installment of shit you can't say? Tonight? Yeah, I might be circling back to something only because you can't say uh, Caucasus without Caucasus Mountains. So I might talk about Caucasians again and why we got to stop saying I it. I know, and I struggle with I it because I love the word Caucasian. You put the cock in Caucasian, it's John. A what great can I word. say? It has two Ks. Natalia. Rock out with your cock out. It has two Ks. I know, that, baby. That makes but it it's twice wrong. as funny as a word with a K in it. It has two K sounds. Look, John, there's multiple reasons why this word needs to be just thrown out in the trash right with Trump. <sighs> I don't know. I don't like saying I white. I don't like saying white. Mayonnaise crusader. I don't know. Now that's, now that's offensive. Yeah. Now, now I'm being mean. I'm whiter than anybody. Honky, I, can, I don't know. Hon- Is honky, I can say that. Yeah. Ritz, Ritz, Albinos call me honky. So, there you I mean, go. I'm very white. It's I'm, just awful. I'm, well, actually, I'm a little, I, I uh, had to do a shoot last night. I'm a little orange right now. I'm so white, I make white supremacists feel inferior. <laughs> There you go. I'm translucent. How have you been? How were your holidays and New Year? Oh, you know, it was good. It was I was with family last year was a a flaming pile of poop. I think for so many people, uh, you know, strikes all around, not just, you know, in the entertainment industry, but UPS and hospitality and healthcare workers. Everybody was out there on the picket lines. I know. Um, But yeah, I'm doing okay. Family's good. And just, you know, I'm excited to have a science comedy special that I'm finally doing in a couple weeks. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Or actually a month from today. Well, my favorite 16th. my favorite part of the strike was your videos you posted every day. Oh, thank you, you you provided us with a lot of great programming when there was no programming to be had. Well, so our friend Rick that. Overton was a, a big part of that too. Yes, he was a comedian extraordinaire, and I got to he calls me Nanner because I went out in a banana suit. Oh, about the last 40 days because shit was bananas that, you know, 87% of us don't qualify for health insurance because, and that, you don't only qualify, you have to make 27000 I just so. want to say that, that wearing a banana suit on a picket line is the most LA thing I've ever heard of <laughs> in my entire life next to a hurricane. Uh, and an earthquake <laughs> happening at the same time in LA because you all love to multitask. We really do. I was, you know, I was SAG ultra low budget Barbarella That's on right. Halloween. Yeah. So you're going to be here all night. You're going to yeah, stick in I'm for the whole s- show. I'm just here. We're going to take a very quick break. When we come back, we want to talk a bit more about the Iowa caucus yes, with please. the great Reverend Barry Lynn and take some of your calls. We're getting to everybody's calls tonight. There's a lot to process a caucus and another rape trial. Don't go away. Our number is Hi-there,it's-Julia-Louis-Dreyfus,you-may-know-me-from-my-podcast-called-Wiser-Than-Me,where-I-talk-to-older-women-and-get-their-wisdom-from-the-front-lines-of-life.I-was-amazed-by-
Let's add 22 words to that oath. Quote, and I will promptly report any instances of crime and or corruption by government officials and employees of which I become aware. Friends, our democracy is worth fighting for. Join us in this fight, because justice matters. Look for Justice Matters wherever you ordinarily find your podcasts. And welcome back. Hey, I want to thank everybody who uh, sent in very nice comments about last night's special MLK Day programming with Dr. Obrey Hendricks. It was quite an intense interview, and I thank you all for your very kind comments. You can hear that on demand on the app or on the Fugelsang podcast. And by the way, can I just take a moment to say that a year ago, when they finally said, okay, you can turn this show into a podcast, and, and we began having a, a, a mini version of this show as a podcast every day to advertise SiriusXM's programming... They said we wouldn't go far. They were right. But now, as of last week, I am very proud to announce that on Apple Podcasting, and I, it's not really announcing because I said this last week, we were number 22 in all news-based podcasts in America. And when you break that down by liberal politics or progressive politics or democratic, just anti-evil politics, we were the third most popular news-based progressive podcast in America behind only Rachel Maddow and Pod Save America. So I thank you, everybody who listens to this show. I thank you, everybody who listens to the podcast. And I am most grateful to the executives at SiriusXM for finally giving in after eight years of me begging. Okay, let's get to our guest. <laughs> Natalia Reagan is sitting in with us for the entire evening tonight. Yes, you've got me. You're and stuck you, with you me. know Congrats. this next man. You know this next man. I love this next man. Reverend Barry Lynn is an ordained minister in the United Church of Christ. He served as the executive director for Americans United for Separation of Church and State until his retirement a few years back. You may have seen him as I did growing up on PBS NewsHour, Today Show, Nightline, 60 Minutes, even the O'Reilly Factor, and maybe you've read Reverend Stuff in the LA Times, USA Today, or the Wall Street Journal. Reverend Barry's memoir is out. It's in three volumes. I recommend all three. It's called Paid to Piss People Off. <laughs> One book is about peace, one's about porn, and one's about prayer. Reverend Barry Lynn, welcome back to SiriusXM. It's good to see you, sir. Happy New Year. It, happy New Year to you, too, and to Natalia as well. Um, yes, uh, the book is selling, and I appreciate your comments about it. Absolutely. Let me say, though, I do have a disagreement already with something you said. I we're going to fight? We're gonna, of... Are we going to do this in front of all these people, <laughs> yeah, Barry? Really? Are you going to do this gonna... in front of all we these nice do. people? We might it's first do time, First time I of the year. Should leave you two alone? Uh, no, no. I want you <laughs> here you to, to hear hold, this. You want me to yeah, hold we the hear this. I want you here. Look, Go ahead, Barry. I, Okay, I want Donald Trump to be the nominee of the Republican Party, and here's why. Some of the statistics from the early pre-caucus polling done by CNN, for example, one-third of the people who are supporting uh, Nikki Haley said that if she is not the nominee, they will vote for Biden exactly. over Trump. Exactly, yeah, exactly. But that's that's good. That's good. The other problem, though, is if there's no way Biden is going to win Iowa. So this whole thing about what happened last night, although it's interesting, it's curiously interesting. But I don't think this is not 1975. This is not when Iowa was represented by people like uh, Chuck Culver, my friend Tom Harkin. Right. right. Uh, South Dakota had two Democrats 
in the Senate, Jim Averesk, the most liberal pro-Palestinian guy ever elected, and George McGovern. So, But th there's that part of the Midwest, you almost have to write it off. But here's the problem going into New Hampshire. What is there this? are Democrats that are actually urging those unaffiliated voters who can vote in either Republican or it's not really a Democratic uh, primary this year. They want people to vote for Nikki Haley. That's I don't well, want people to vote for Nikki Haley yeah. because I don't I don't think that it's a slam dunk that Joe we're Biden agreeing. can beat Nikki Haley. We're, we're not. I was so excited not, to fight with you, Reverend. This is exactly oh, what man, I've been well, saying. Well, I mean, who do you think is the easiest? This old man has already beaten Trump once. I think I think he's he probably, probably could beat DeSantis. I don't know about Nikki Haley. She's going to have so much Koch brother dark money behind her. I don't know if he could be Nikki Haley, and that's saying something because Nikki Haley stands for absolutely nothing. And as and, and no. even when she's saying absolutely nothing, she still sounds like she's saying something, which is terrifying. Yeah. Like in the clip you played, I was like, she sounds she so, says nothing. She says she has said absolutely nothing, but I was like, I, I, I still don't think she sounds crazy. Yeah, no, Reverend, like I, I, I want Trump to be the nominee. Yep. He's going to have an extremely yep. bad year. I mean, even if Judge Cannon of course is, is. As, is rigging the trial as it appears she is, and that one just gets postponed and goes away. Sure. Uh, and, and again, only in America can a millionaire at birth hire his own judge for his criminal trial. Jeez. That's that's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't see Donald Trump becoming more popular. And my whole point is he's the leader of the party, Reverend. I mean, he's the, he's the former president. He is. And he only got half the support of people who showed up last night in his no, own party. Absolutely. Oh, no, it, it, it was a terrible turnout, but he made the most of it. The other thing that I think was interesting, you know, I live in Massachusetts now, which means we get all of the advertising in New Hampshire because New Hampshire is only one major yes, television station. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this displaces all the car ads where they try to convince us that they're the manufacturer suggested retail price. They're going to cut a thousand dollars off. Oh, <laughs> and awful. They, all the know, car ads, all the never, local car dealerships with the with the owners, horrible, untalented grandchildren. <laughs> in them. I'm just thinking about all the all the drug ads during the news, Barry, all the all the dick pill oh, ads no. you're not seeing because it's campaign programming. I it's understand. My thoughts and prayers. Yeah. And pharmaceutical ads for the drugs that nobody needs, or if you do need it, it's not really going to help you much. But but one of Nikki Haley's ads goes back a couple weeks to a Wall Street Journal poll where she beats Donald Trump by 17 points. Now, I don't believe that that was even accurate then, but she, in the same poll, Trump beats him. Uh, DeSantis beats him. But she says, look at the gap here, 17 points. I can slaughter this guy. Much as I love Joe Biden, I mean, with uh, all of his imperfections. But, you know, I don't think you can find a way to simply assume that Joe Biden could somehow miraculously defeat Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is in many ways, as bad as Donald Trump. And this is why oh, I say yes, that. She, yes. is, she is, you're right. Both of you are right that she doesn't say much of anything. But when she does, when you look at her record, it's every bit as terrible as Donald Trump's gun control. You know, she touts uh, in the last couple of days in particular how after the shootings uh, in, in the South Carolina African-American church, she worked her magic. She got Democrats and Republicans to take down the Confederate flag. No, she that's didn't. 
Yeah, it's, she didn't. But but you know that doesn't matter because when she was asked specifically after that, what what would you do about guns? She couldn't bring herself to say anything whatsoever exactly. about nice. guns. So she's a gun nut, a gun nut just like DeSantis and Trump. And if you look at her record as a South Carolina legislator, uh, it's it's really really horrible. I mean, she was a person who. She she didn't like red flag laws. These are the ways that you allegedly can identify people who are yes. dangerous to the community. And I had some reservations about that as a civil libertarian for a while. But I have seen no evidence in the states, the many states that have them, that people are somehow screwing around with this. They are not doing damage. They are not coming into people's houses trying to steal their computers to find out Correct. if they've been on a hate site. This is never happening. This is not happening. Can I point and, out one thing, though, Reverend? Can, sure. I, can I ask you about one thing? Going yeah. back to Biden. Sure. Because in 2020, Biden won, right? 81 million votes. More people yep. voted for him than any candidate in history. Yep. He lost seats in the House. Remember in 2020, the Democrats lost sure. seats. Biden won, sure. but the Democrats yep. lost seats in the House. Yes, and they did. And they could not win the Senate on Election Day. We had to wait a few weeks for a two runoff elections. Yep. So what that means is Biden won at the top of the ticket, but Democrats were losing in down-ballot races. That not only means that it couldn't have been rigged, it also mm. means that there's a lot of Republicans who will not vote for Donald Trump. And this old white guy who's kind of a moderate, Joe Biden, they're yep. comfortable voting for him. Biden won because a lot of Republicans voted for him. And then they went back down to voting R all the way down the rest of their ballot. We can't forget that, right? I mean, when half of no. Iowa would not vote for Trump last night, it augurs well to remember there are still some Republicans who've read that Bible you and I talk about so much. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, they, they certainly did. But I do think that, that the odds are that in a tight race, we're going to have very tight races in the House, I think, as you and I said a month ago or so, when you look at some of the developments in redistricting, there's going to be big pickups, for example, in New York State, so that all these, not just the George Santos clown, but a lot of other Republicans <laughs> oh, who I barely won, you know, yeah, I miss him too, but I, not very much. But I, I, I was happy to see that he was actually promoting doing little uh kind of uh, messages for your fans for cameo and he would oh tell you God. do anything yeah and, and so yeah natalia go ahead well, no i'm i'm go on ahead. cameo i'm on cameo you know i've gotten a couple couple cameos uh, but he was number one he was number one uh sure. post hollywood for holidays. the week he was kicked out of congress yeah. he was number one no but this was actually i think a week ago he's week had to mark ago. himself down though he was doing 200 was bucks a video and now he's been like at, at yo yeah he's been at Shoprite changing the label okay because <laughs> yeah. all i saw was him in the top a few different you know times and i was like stop feeding this monster mm. i mean he doesn't Don't worry. need any more food. He won't be able to give it away no. by next year on 7th Avenue. I hope not. <laughs> no, not at all. Sorry, anyways. <laughs> uh, so let's Reverend. talk about Nikki. Let's talk about yeah, Nikki ahead, on please. abortion. Abortion. Okay. Uh, yeah, For please. all this baloney about how she wants to she wants to be compassionate. If you look at her record and what she's promised she would do if elected president, it's just as bad, arguably even worse than what Donald Trump did. For example, uh, she said to the New York Times uh, last December that if she were still in office, 
in South Carolina, she would sign a six-week ban on abortion. <laughs> Six weeks. Now Great. she, uh, she supported it. Wow. She supported. Did she say it on? Did, did she say it on tape? Did she say it on tape for the Democrats to make an ad? Uh, I, they should have. <laughs> Everything Ooh. is on tape. We know that. Yeah. And then when uh, when Kate Cox had to leave. Texas in order yes. to get an abortion, she was asked about that too. And Miss Compassionate uh, Nikki Haley uh, did not say that the Texas law should in any way be changed. And in That's fact, right. it's even worse because when she was in the South Carolina legislature, she did the one thing that the anti-abortion zealots want the most, a declaration that life begins at the moment of conception. Mm -hmm. Life begins because if that's true, if that becomes the law of the United States, then you can't allow abortions because you, a state cannot permit people to kill other people. This is, the, this is what all, yeah. Nellie Gray, the founder of the March for Life, this is, was her dream. Yeah. And, uh, and she, she's willing to do that. Does, so does this mean that, that we'll, we'll, go ahead, please. Oh, yeah, scary. that was in 2010 that she did that. And uh, there was no rape exception uh, when she voted for a similar bill a few years earlier that had a rape exception. So what she was doing in 2010 was saying, we're going to have life beginning at the moment of conception, and then there will be no exceptions even for rape. So, yeah. I mean, this is not this is not somebody who just mildly pro-life, as they say they are. This is a woman who has taken the most extreme positions in her opportunities to do so exactly. as an elected official. This is so dangerous. And I tell you, when you talk about the down ballots, whatever happens, it is the worst nightmare that one could imagine is having Nikki Haley win, become president, the Senate flip back to being Republican and the House stay Republican, because then you have no breaks whatsoever. You have mm. nobody who can stop anything. It's not that Democrats are very good at stopping bad Supreme Court nominees. We've seen that repeatedly. But what are the odds, but, Barry? Yeah. What are the odds that she gets the nomination? I mean, the only well, way it, they're it, not the only way Donald Trump is going to lose is if he starts saying black lives matter. That's it. There's no other way they'll turn on him. No, yeah, that's true. But it, here's the other thing that goes on. If how can she win if in New Hampshire, the there's a lot of Democratic money that's going into telling those uh, it's too late to change from Democrat to Republican in New Hampshire that passed a couple months ago. But all mm -hmm. those unaffiliated people, like a third of the electorate, can go and vote in either primary next week and these people who are saying well we you know we you ought to vote for nikki haley some of those people are going to vote for nikki haley and that's going to give her the opportunity the possibility of actually winning the new hampshire primary oh she had, she's so, got a shot yeah Trump's yeah, she does have a shot. And it, it's something we ought to worry about because it, it would be terrible for that. Then then she'd have some momentum as she goes to her home state. She's not doing very nah. well there now. But 
This I don't want she's, to see happen. She's running to be vice president, which is why she lets Donald Trump treat her like an abusive husband verbally. <laughs> Reverend, before we move on to, to talking about the budget, because sure. I do want to talk to you about the budget, sure. let me just ask an ecclesiastical Bible question. Yeah. Um, what does criminalizing abortion have to do with the teachings and ministry of Jesus Christ? Uh, that The answer to that would be nothing Nothing whatsoever. to do nothing. whatsoever. Uh, no. It's clear in the Christian Old Testament that even the ancient Hebrews did not believe that abortion was murder. That's very clear. The early history of the Roman Catholic Church, most of the popes had no problem. They never spoke about abortion. This is an accretion of interpretation onto something that is simply not biblical. The the strongest case that religious right characters make is this. They they go to something like uh, in Jeremiah. Yeah, uh, Jeremiah and Psalms. It, it, uh, I have known you before you were born. Nice poetry, yeah. but it has nothing to do with this. The Bible should not be read as an ethics textbook any more than it should be read as a history book or a math textbook or a science textbook. That is absurd. Yes, sir. And then what's going to happen in the Senate? We've got some really strange things going on. John Fetterman, who most of us uh, fought for, fought for. But, you know, he's I don't know what's wrong with him. He's kind of criticizing Biden and going off the deep end. And the person he's not running this time, but he's supporting Bob Casey, who used to be completely anti-choice when it came to abortion. And he's seen the light. And I think it's legitimate. I don't think it's just political. I think he realizes that this is something that really needs uh, to be left to doctors and not to politicians. But there's some very vulnerable people in Nevada, New Mexico, Arizona again. Uh, I worry about those places in the West where, you know, there's, there are crazy candidates on the Republican side or likely to be if they haven't been picked yet. Um, yeah, that. But can you imagine what could happen if the Republicans controlled both houses and oh, had yeah. a president who is as goofy as Nikki Haley? And I mean, she is goofy. <laughs> Why? I, I, it's a good thing everyone's still pissed off about Roe v. Wade. Natalia, a quick question. Yeah, I, statement and question. One, I, I think that. People nowadays are so far uh, pro-choice, I feel like, across the country that before we talked about single issue voters Mm -hmm. being pro-life. But I feel like we are now at a time where there might be a lot of single issue voters that are pro-choice that will do whatever they can to make sure we do not take a huge step back like we already have with the Mm. overturning of Roe v. Wade. And I also want to bring up a a question that we haven't. And this is coming from a place of of naivete. But (laughs) I know that Gen Z, those that weren't of age in 2020, those that are coming up, I mean, I've done a lot of thing, uh, shows about queer animals and talking about just, you know, uh, queerness across the animal community, but also mm-hmm. looking at humans. And right now in the United States, about 20% of Gen Z identifies as part of the LBGTQIA community. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be pro-choice, but they are mm-hmm. progressive leaning generally. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious of what your thoughts are there, if they have any, uh, you know, stance and position to sway Hmm. well you know Talia I think this uh, remember Nikki Haley said that uh, Ron DeSantis was soft on this issue of the LGBTQ plus community 
She said, he says we shouldn't have sex education until third grade. I say we shouldn't have it until seventh grade, and only then you can have sex education if the parental <laughs> units say you can have it. I mean, can you imagine this? Can you? <laughs> Sorry. This is, so, and you're talking to, I taught sex education in a Catholic girls school with a woman who was doing the lord's work there's the first scene of my movie yeah and and but but i mean it is impossible you You cannot do that you cannot possibly do that you ignore the fact that there were people i had a student you could not get away with this anymore (laughs) and i shouldn't have probably done it but she came up to me one day and she said you know i've been thrown out of my house my parents hate me i've been sleeping on people's floors and i think i want to drop out of school and i said let me tell you something what if i called you every morning about a half an hour before school began and said come on come to school she said i would try that i would do that you're like my dad you're like my dad was as a principal yeah and she um she lasted for two weeks and then she said you know i just can't do this i'm gonna have to get you know a degree sometime but it's just i cannot keep going to school but the and now the she's the governor now she's there, the former governor of south carolina running for president so exactly that's what she's doing <laughs> with her father and mother um no but you know parents get um a, a lot of uh, illegitimate uh, criticism but they get a lot of legitimate criticism too if you talk to most most high school students would never think about talking about sex with their parents. They just would not do it. So maybe they watch some porn and that's how they learn about sex. But, you know, this is... Um, that's how my kid's going to do it. I'm yeah, going to throw well, a magazine a good... in his room and shut the door, Rari. That's <laughs> right. it. Here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, so then... I also don't like being 75 years old. I do not like the fact that she wants mental competency uh, tests for uh, people over 75. It's okay. So, she doesn't you know, mean it. Louis Black and I are, yeah, I think we barely fit because we're not going to be 76 till next summer. But I mean, Reverend. this idea that you can't, you, somehow you need a mental competency test based on your age. That is so absurd. And Barry, what about, what about, go ahead. We're out of time. Uh, we're hitting a oh. hard break. I'm, oh, we goodness. didn't even get to talk about Maestro. Will you come back and see us very soon? I, I can do that or I can stay if you'd like. Whatever you want. Uh, uh, if you want to stay after the break, we'll have a couple of minutes. Sure, I'll ask you about a couple of oh. movies when we come back. This is Progress Terrific. After Dark. Don't go away. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. 
Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hey everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele Podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on, because you know I love it when you do. And we are back. I'm John Fugelsang, joined all night by the great Natalia Reagan. Taking your calls at 866-997-4748. We're getting to all of those. And the Reverend Barry Lynn is still with us, former executive director of Americans United for the Separation of Church and State. Barry, is our government going to shut down? Republicans want it to shut down. Are the Democrats going to bail out this Republican speaker? They they should not bail out uh, Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson worked for the Alliance Defense Fund and Alliance Defending Freedom, whatever they, they called it lately. And... Uh, at Americans United, we used to do battle in the courts and on television with all of those people at the Alliance Defending Freedom. It is the most homophobic right-wing group you can imagine. I don't think that Democrats ought to bail out Mike Johnson again, as they did a few months ago, unless he can at least get half of the Republicans to vote for whatever the package is to keep the country mm. open. Now, people are going to say, well, but that's dangerous. It's terrible. That yeah, people hurt. we don't want to shut down. We don't want to shut yeah, down. Well, but do you want to give Mike Johnson more credibility, more power? I think that would be dangerous. I used to do Bill O'Reilly's show a Any lot. deal, any deal, Reverend, means less yeah. power for Mike Johnson. But go ahead. Well, I don't know. It depends whether he survives. When I was on I mean. once with uh, Bill O'Reilly, he says, name me one senator who's, uh, you know, once a Christian nation. I said, Senator John Cornyn of Texas. And for the first and only time, O'Reilly didn't even want to argue with me. He just <laughs> said, well, maybe. But we have never <laughs> seen a Christian nationalist who speaks the soft part out loud and says, I believe that if you want to know what my worldview is, go get a Bible off the shelf and read it, because then you'll know. He's basically saying um, we ought to run the government of the United States along Bible 
ethics lines. And they all Nobody say this, Barry, but they say this because they know that there's conservative white people who'll say, oh, yes, God <laughs> and the Bible. Good. They never say what part of the Bible right? they want to follow yep. because no. we got incest. We got murder. <laughs> we have you all we have ripping babies from wombs in combat snakes. Yep. And- uh, you know, like which part? <laughs> they don't want the Jesus parts, Barry. They don't. No, they they'll, do quote, they'll put the Ten Commandments on a courthouse wall, even though eight of them are legal, but they'll yep. never put the Sermon on the Mount up anywhere because they reject it. Absolutely. And, and you and I are in complete agreement about that. But I think that the damage that a Mike Johnson could do if he had a president that followed him jot and tittle, mm-hmm. and if uh, the Senate is willing to uh, do anything that Nikki Haley wants, if Nikki Haley is the candidate and the president, think of the damage that will be done. This is a man, there is nothing, I don't think in all my times that I spent with crazy people in the House and Senate, there is nobody that is completely as crazy as Mike Johnson. He's not just a little bit. He's a, he's awful on abortion, on yeah. LGBT issues, yeah. on race, on everything. He is horrible. That's and the right. damage that he could do permanently, I think, overwhelms the damage that would be done by having a few weeks of a government shutdown, okay. even though that would be terrible also. Democrats should not bail out and improve the style and credibility of Mike Johnson. Okay. Well, we'll have to leave it there. We got to hit a break. But Reverend Barry, it's always a great right. pleasure having you with us. Happy New Year. We great we barely got to you. scratch the surface. Everyone buy Barry's memoir. It's in three volumes. Paid to Piss People Off by Reverend Barry Lynn. Peace, Porn, and Prayer. Happy New Year, Reverend. Come back and see us again. We got to talk movies soon. We'll be right back with your calls. This is Progress. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm John Fugel saying this is Sirius XM Progress. We're at 866-997-4748. And Snoop Dogg released Gin and Juice as a single 30 years ago today. Damn. That is your grandpappy's oldie song right now. That's on K-Earth. Our comedians have been loaded into the room, but let's get to a couple of calls before we do that, because y'all been on hold for a very long time. Catherine in Florida, thank you for your patience. You're on Sirius XM. Hey, Catherine. Welcome. You're up. Please come back to the phone. Alexa, tell Catherine we're ready for her call now. <laughs> oh, no. Catherine, I really want your call. Come back. She's mad at me because of one is. of our guests last week. No, she's like a cry for help. 
Catherine, are you there? Do you need us to call 911 for you? Okay, one for yes, two for no, okay? Do you understand? <laughs> That's one. She understands. Okay, Catherine, do you want us to call an ambulance for you? I'm starting to think this isn't a gag anymore. Mm. Yeah. Catherine, are you fine? Two for no. Are you fine? Okay, uh, now it's gotten weird and creepy. Catherine, you're <laughs> able to call us back anytime. I was so happy that someone was mad at me for booking Jenk Uger on the show. So <laughs> call back. I'm a Catholic. I don't feel right unless I'm in trouble. Let me go to Brad in Texas. Brad, thanks for your patience. Welcome. Well, thanks for scheduling Jenk. I like him. Um, <laughs> I love the first hour of your show. I mean, it's, Thank just, you. it's spot on. And thanks. I, I love the fact that you're taking your kid to other other issues like you know the McCarthy show yeah i i took my daughter one time we had a, she was competing for the us in italy and i spent an extra 6 days taking her through uh, she didn't really get it at 11 okay. a few years later she comes back and goes i really screwed that up didn't i well <laughs> yeah honey but, but this is why, as a parent, you force a... sometimes you force things on your kid that aren't religion, right? I mean, look, my kid didn't appreciate exactly. a McCartney show. He was falling asleep by 11 p.m., but someday he's going to be in college and say his first concert was Paul McCartney's 80th birthday, wow. and Springsteen came on stage and joined him, and my son will get laid in dorm rooms. So it, <laughs> love takes many forms, right? <laughs> love takes many forms, sir. Will, will he remember that, John? I'm he will remember sorry. the photos. That's the power of family photos. Yeah, you you always forget the bad parts because they're smiling in the pictures, and that's what you remember <laughs> about that day. You know it's true. That's how my kids, yeah, that's how my kids remember their first swim vacation. Let it's the grim the truth like, fall away and the false smiles be the memory that lingers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the question I had uh, for you for discussion. Sure. Uh, oh. to get, I, I loved your first, like I said, I loved your first hour. Thank you. Why the hell hasn't somebody dragged Roger Stone into court? What do you mean? He's been I, pardoned by Donald Trump. He's been in court a hundred times. He's guilty <laughs> as fuck. Trump keeps pardoning him. Oh, I totally, totally agree to that. But he got pardoned before, uh, maybe I'm wrong, he got pardoned He's, before Jan 6, right? Uh, after January 6, but he is on tape last week trying to plot murders of sitting Congress people. <laughs> He's oh, on tape it. discussing the necessity of murdering Congress people so other Congress people behave. Because I thought so, he got pardoned before Jan 6. That's why I was wondering why that videotape stuff hasn't basically been hitting him in the back of the head. I Listen, a lot of things have hit this guy in the back of the head if you learn about his private life at all. I don't really know the answer to your question. I do know that uh, if Democrats care, they'll indict him. If they don't, Trump will pardon him again. Well, I mean, I'm just hoping... As a, like you've said, I would cite all your stuff for Iowa. I agree. You got you got a, a probably 31 percent of Iowa that won't vote for Trump. That's it. Iowa Republicans. Iowa Republicans. One out of three yeah. won't vote for him. And again, he's the sitting president. He should have won this thing 100 percent. He got half of the votes. The people that turned up. Ninety three percent of Iowa Republicans did not show up to vote for Donald Trump last night. Ninety three percent. Quick thing, just so and you know. Yo. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, Hang sorry. on. Go ahead. I just looked up Trump pardons Roger Stone, uh, Manafort, Charles Kushner, and others. That was December 23rd, 2020. It was before January right. yeah. 6th. Yay. 
That's well, what I thought. Thank you. Listen, Brad. I'm always yeah, happy. Always happy to be proven wrong. Always happy. <laughs> Takes a lot of pressure <laughs> off me. I wasn't sure. I, it I felt mean, like a while ago, but you yeah. know. Okay. Everything feels. No, no, no. <laughs> this is the other reason why I think Merrick Garland. I, while I initially supported him, and I screamed when they wanted to make him attorney general, I because I, I wanted him as a judge. So do we? Yeah. So do most Americans. Well, not anymore. I'd rather he be a. I'd rather the black president have been allowed to have the Supreme Court justice he wanted mm-hmm. instead of the racism of Mitch McConnell keeping the black president from being able to have an up or down vote. It's only happened to the black president. No white president was ever denied an up or down vote. So I'd rather Merrick Garland I be totally sitting in the I Supreme totally Court right now in Neil Gorsuch's seat that he stole and have an attorney general who cares about locking up criminals. Yeah. <laughs> well, but the problem I end up being now okay. is, is the year and a half to two years. Yeah. Before uh, Liz Cheney and, and Bernie Thompson shamed him. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. the National Archives basically beat him over the head with a stick mm-hmm. yeah. to make him go issue a, a, a uh, search warrant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I look at all of that detail over the last two and a half, three years, and I'm like, dude, you would never be my choice of Supreme Justice. Okay. I'm well, sorry. yeah. Listen, I heard that uh, the other day um, Merrick Garland got so angry he almost tore the tassels off his loafers. So he's really <laughs> he's getting on the edge now. So, so watch out. I got to run, but I thank you very much for the call. But our guests are here. You already know Natalia Reagan. She's been classing up the joint for the last I hour. Know. So nice. I in New York, here. in New York, you would side kick for the three hour show all the time. All the time. That but here so you, you have friends. And so oh, yeah. I got a fight to get you. Oh, no. Joining us tonight are two friends of the show I'm so pleased to have back. Uh, Richard Chasler is a comedian, an actor a writer who's worked with everybody. He's worked with Richard Pryor, Rita Rudner, Sam Kinison, Bobcat Goldthwait, and Jeff Ross. Spent four years touring with his good friend and our good friend Mitch Hedberg. It is always a great pleasure to welcome him back. It's good to see you, Rich. Nice to be back, John. I had the thank pleasure you. of watching you kill it at the Hollywood Improv two nights ago. Ah, oh, thank you very much. I had the pleasure of watching you do the same. <laughs> thank you. I was <laughs> very jet-lagged. I remember none of it. But you brought along <laughs> the great Sarah Halstead, who's an actor and a comedian. She's done over 90 commercials, including a slew of guest star roles in film and TV. Her comedy special, Arby's and Cats, is available on Amazon Prime. And check out her comedy album as well. The podcast she does with Mr. Chastler is called Drinking During Business Hours. Her show, Bottle Shot Comedy, which I saw her kill out the other night, is featured at the Hollywood Improv every month. Uh, and she'll be at Flappers Comedy on January 26th. Welcome back, Miss Halston. Well, hello. Thank you so very much for having me. Am I allowed to say that you two are engaged to be married, or is that something you're keeping? Sure. Okay. Well, could, the invitations yeah. are out. We're yeah. very close. There's right? really no secrets no, here. No backing out now. I'm just well, I'm amazed by it. We still could back out. You know, I mean. We're not that buried in it. But like comedians who really make it work, there's a handful. There's a handful of comics. You know this. Yeah, it's I mean, people who can really make a relationship go. I mean, Tom Cotter, you know, there's a a handful of comedians are married to comedians. Yeah. That do all right and can, you know, not strangle each other at the end of the night. I tried dating a comedian. I've told this story. The first time, first night together, she gave me the light. Our first Ah! time. (laughs) um, Jury's out for us. Your your families must be so excited. It's so close now to the taint. Yeah. I mean, mine are because they don't really have to travel because we're getting married here in L.A. Nice. But my family, they're all coming in from Flint, Michigan. 
<laughs> oh, it's I'm sure the they must be so angry about leaving Flint to this time of year <laughs> no, to come to L.A. Sunny L.A. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, and I, I have a lot of relatives that don't want to come just because they don't want to be with the libtards of Los Angeles. How nice. Meaning yeah. her Isn't future nice? husband. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? There you go. Yeah. My family's nice. Well, you know, it's, it's <laughs> the ones who hate should be allowed to hate and stay where they are. Exactly. I got family like exactly. that, too. No, exactly. Yeah. It's good to see you guys. For those who don't know, what is Bottle Shock Comedy? Uh, you do such a great show. I had a blast on it the other night. I did your show last year once as well, and I yes. really love the crowds you get. I mean, there were there were some great comics. I thought they were great. A, it was a Sunday night show, and I was like, I had to close, and I was I was intimidated. You had great oh, talent on this stage, you. and it was a wonderful show. What, what, how did it begin? What is Bottle Shock? Well, firstly, you absolutely crushed, so thank you so much for headlining that show. I stole everything uh, I have from, you know... Uh, you Blue collar comedy tour tapes. That's why. I, <laughs> sorry, I talked about trucks a lot. That's why it was. It wasn't. I was <laughs> ripping it all off. Why I found it so relatable. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bottle shot comedy was derived out of, out of an idea. I'm in the wine industry as well. Like I've, you know, have an intrinsic link to wine. And bottle shock. The definition is right after you bottle a wine, it goes through a state of shock. And it has a lot of disjointed fruit flavors. And oh, I thought, what oh. a great... That's what bottle shock that's means? That's what bottle yeah. shock I means. I thought it was that's... when you looked at the price for organic. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or unfiltered. wine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, those oh. wines are... Anyway, oh, no. Organic but, wine is yeah. the only thing allowed in my house. I live with a person who gets headaches if it's not organic. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, she's yeah, yeah. sensitive to sulfites. Yes. That's yeah. a real thing. That's a real thing. It yes. is. I get, you've got fewer hangovers. I find it's much cleaner high. You must know. Absolutely. And of course, your, your podcast you all do together is delightful. Mm-hmm. It's where you... You do day drinking with various comedian friends all around yes, LA and, and over wine. Yeah. No, yeah. Were, you, were you into wine before you met Chasler? Or is I he, was. I was. Did this bring you together? So. This love of, of it was. I would say ninety nine percent of it. The when he got me drunk the first date. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I did bring a lot of wine. Congratulations. Nice. Um, well, I'm I'm so happy for you. This is wonderful, well, and thank I you. can't wait and, for the wedding. And you were on uh, our podcast, Drinking During Business Hours, as well. So I thank had a great you for time. that. Yes. Thank you for getting me drunk during the and, day and yeah, then sending me back on the road. It was <laughs> that's terrific. what we do. Yeah, we oh, no, I was all ready to tell really the California happened. Highway Patrol who it was that plied me with spirits <laughs> before I got behind the road. <laughs> Guys, la- last night was the Iowa caucus. Donald Trump won by 50 points. 86% of Iowa Republicans stayed home. 93% of registered voters, Republicans, uh, did not vote for Donald Trump. D- does anyone care? I mean, he's unstoppable at this point to get the nomination, mm. right? Well, Well, I mean, look, you've got something like a million voters and only 100,000 showed up. Yeah. I don't find the numbers extremely telling. It was very cold. Let's be fair. Very cold. It was very cold. Shrinkage. It was very, very cold. (laughs) Um, But, you know, they said, I think the number that I saw today was uh, 33% of Iowa voters, Republican Iowa voters, said they would not vote for Donald Trump. Yes. One out of three. One out of three. And again, Mm. he's the former president. Yeah. He should not have even been challenged. And half of the people who showed up in that icy weather voted against their president last yeah. night. It's looking promising. Mm. I feel like it last night brought out the two different cults, like the cult of Donald and the cult of I will never, ever, ever let that man be in office. Mm-hmm. You know, But I think you. that's what the race is going to be. People yeah. keep saying, what's Biden got to do? What Biden has to do is two things, not die mm. and yeah. not turn into Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Because I think that ultimately, I don't think a lot of people voted for Biden, but a lot of people voted against Trump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be the reality show election. You get to vote whether Donald Trump goes to the White House 
or whether Donald Trump goes to jail. That's what's on the ballot this year, and we all get to pick where he goes. And, and there are there are uh, MAGA people saying, even if he's in prison, I'm voting for him. There are, but there's <laughs> a lot of them. There's a solid chunk yeah. of them who have said, and this could change, but a solid chunk have said that they would not vote for him if he was a convicted felon. Now, again... A lot of Republicans said they wouldn't vote for him if he was indicted, and they didn't mean it. Right. They're still behind him. Not a convicted rapist, though. That's okay. That's but okay. But he has to be a convicted felon mm-hmm. not to vote for him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, truthfully, I think if Biden has a shot at winning, I think uh, I think he's got to send Hunter off to some secret location where nobody can get to him and he can't speak. He has to disappear, Hunter. It doesn't matter. I mean, it Hunter Biden matter. could disappear. It's still all... Listen, if the Republicans find something. had policies that would help non-millionaires and make their lives easier. Isn't that all they talk about? Yeah. Mm. If they had policies that they wanted to do that Democrats were keeping them, and we can help your family with bills, with health care, with education, if they had anything that would help non-millionaires, that's all they fucking talk about. Yeah, they don't govern. We hear about Hunter Biden's dick. Yeah. That's what we hear about. And this is why you and I have had kind of punch-ups about this through the years. (laughs) I really do think that whether they will admit it or not, or even sometimes it's hard to, to think about our friends and family that are diehard Trump fans, are deeply, deeply racist and deeply misogynistic. And at a certain point, you have to think about what those words mean. Like, like, like in terms of rate, like mm -hmm. not necessarily bigots. Yeah. Not saying they hate non-white people, but they want to keep racism is not a deal breaker. Like, what do you call people who would never say the N word? You know, not not bigots, but racism is not a deal breaker. Donald Trump's racism and lies. Not a problem. If you're willing to overlook the suffering for others for any reason, whether it's your bank account, whether it's, you know, you feel safe at home because you don't see a guy in a hoodie, whatever, you know what I mean? You're kind of complicit. I mean, if you didn't mind the racist smear that the first black president wasn't one of us, Mm -hmm. if you didn't mind shithole countries, if you didn't mind Judge Curiel can't oversee my fraud case because he's Mexican, even though he's born in Indiana, I could go on for an hour. Mm -hmm. If you didn't mind that shit, I think the word is racist, Rich, right? Yes. Not not, not bigot. No, it's racist. racist. Straight up racist. Not saying you're a hater, saying you're part of the problem, institutionalized bigotry, not saying there's any hate in your heart. Saying you're a racist. No great area. Yeah. It's all there is. I have no it. problem with it. If Donald Trump lying about Barack Obama's birthplace for years with no evidence wasn't a deal breaker for you, you get our word. Yeah, mm-hmm. then you're a racist. Yeah, you have to be anti-racist at this point. And I'm not trying to be like one of them woke folks. We've done woke on shit you it's, can't say. Yeah, you know, because, it, it's kind of like, like the bit that Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> used to do, you know? If you like my accent and you would vote for me... You're a racist. You might be a a racist. Well, I know lots of wonderful men with that exact accent. Some of them are blood relatives, but I get what I get what you're saying. It's like Mm -hmm. either it's either either it's a deal breaker for you or it's acceptable. So I I, I agree with with our word. But I mean, what does Joe Biden have to do to win? Because I think after all this, everyone's bored of him. He's had one of the maybe the most successful first term of any president in my life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Show Mm -hmm. me someone younger. Show me someone better who can get 270 electoral votes and get this much shit passed with a divided Congress, and I will devote my life to that person. He's done I think, me. Go, go ahead, sir. I think Joe Biden needs to do nothing. I agree with what you said earlier. I think that he just needs, it's what the, the question is, what do the American people need to do in order to get Joe Biden elect, reelected? And that You're is right. get off their asses and vote. Yeah. Just, High turnout defeats Republicans yes. every time yes. because there's more registered Democrats than there are Republicans. 
obviously what's going on now with Gaza and Joe Biden's seeming inability to criticize anything Netanyahu does publicly as we're at 24,000 dead civilians, Mm. over 10,000 dead children. It's not making Israel safer. It's not making the region better. I'm more afraid than ever that we are being drawn into a war. Once you put a once you put a warship in their waters, you're waiting for someone to attack it. You're waiting for the right. remember the main. You're waiting for someone to try and bomb your warship so we can have a full war. I don't think Joe Biden wants war, but the military industrial complex always wants it. Is and this going to hurt him with young voters yes, who have been I'm raised hoping. to actually view the Palestinian people as human human beings? Right. Well, that's an interesting question because uh, historically speaking, a sitting president who is involved in a war generally wins an election. They don't put a new president in in the middle of if we're already involved in a war. Unless you take yourself out like Mr. Johnson. Yeah. Right. But it's not right. our right. war. Right, Johnson did. You know, it's, it's not, not our war. So yeah. the, when John said, you know, what does Biden have to do? I'd say start a fucking war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Who go. should we go after? I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> Luxembourg. I think we haven't heard them in the news lately. Luxembourg. Yes, let's Come bomb on. Luxembourg. No, but I, I do. Just to get back to your point, I do worry. I, I brought up this in the last hour that I feel like uh, there's a lot of Gen Z that weren't of age to vote last election. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do a lot of stuff with queer animals and stuff like that, so I look at you know the uh, percentages of, of queer folks uh, that identify as LGBTQIA in the United States, and it's up to twenty percent now in Gen Z. And generally, those that are in that community are a bit more progressive. So I was like, that would be great, but also, they are a lot more sympathetic to both sides and just don't want citizens dying, right? So that's yeah. what a lot of them I've seen. You know, I'm active on social media and I've seen people say, like, if Biden's still partaking in this, they, they don't want to vote for him. And that's what <sighs> terrifies me is that you kind of have to explain. Now, now you have to kind of do that extra leap right. of trying but again, to explain. But again, if that's the case, me, you don't want to go down that road. Yeah, because in 11 months, yeah. your choice is going to be either the guy who tried to help Palestine but yep. didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or the guy who wants them all to be slaughtered by Israeli tanks. Absolutely. These are your choices. Right. Sort of like how it always is in America. You can have the horrible thing or you can have the disappointing thing. This is our politics. Right. Lesser of two evils. But young people don't always understand that, you know, when you're dealing with like a 20 year old that just is just angry and sad it's you know in part trying to but by the way i think that wisdom on them i I think everything is lesser of two evils like that's nothing against biden i think every choice in adulthood i think picking your dessert is lesser of two evils yeah like it doesn't deter me i've never Mm. i've never voted for anyone where i thought they were i mean obama not even obama i've never i mean obama didn't pretend to be a liberal i've never voted for anyone where i was just thrilled that my guy was in I haven't had that experience yet in my life because to me, it's all about compromise. Who's going to disappoint me the least? Whose policies will cause the least harm to the fewest people? But right. bananas foster against molten <laughs> lava cake. That's it. The kind where you cut into it and the chocolate just pours out. Okay. You know, like I, yeah. It, so you think that they're equal, like one is lesser of, like, <laughs> yes, how I would do. you choose between those two Well, desserts? it's easy for me because they're I both... prefer the molten chocolate cake. Oh, right. So that's an easy choice for me. I love them yeah. both. But, that... but also the molten chocolate cake uh, isn't racist and didn't steal from veterans with a fraudulent online university. Right. <laughs> Bananas Foster definitely did. We are at 866-997-4748. We have Lisa back from New Mexico. Lisa, thank you so much for your patience you're on Sirius XM with our comedian friends Sarah Rich and Natalia welcome hello Hi, Lisa. everyone hello Hi. hello Lisa so I imagine that your earlier comment meant that you got a little bit of shit over having Jank on your show 
A little bit of shit online, but I mean, I get that anytime I have anyone who's running for president. Uh, I got it when I had Marianne Williamson on. I got it when I had Chris Christie on. Got it when I had Robert Kennedy on. Okay. Here's my problem with that. Those three people you vehemently disagree with on a fundamental level. Am I correct? Except maybe Marianne? No, I agree with Marianne on quite a bit. Um, But, you know, I've had Jill Stein on the show. I've had unpopular politicians on the show before. You fundamentally disagree with what Jenks stands for, though. In from reg- what you're which saying point? tonight. Which point? Which point? Well, on the point that Biden has no shot of winning. Oh, I disagree with that completely. Yeah. But that's Thank not God. why I had him on. I, first off, I had him on. He asked me to come on the show, and I've known him for many, many years, and I've done his show many times, so that's sort of how it works in this business. But I was really had him on because, you know, he wasn't born in America. He's born in in turkey and his whole his whole campaign well let me finish his whole campaign is about how naturalized citizens actually do have a constitutional right and a loophole through the civil rights act that they can run for president and in talking with him i thought his campaign is more about raising the profile of naturalized citizens uh he's running as a democrat not third party and if he loses i have no doubt like marianne that he will support the nominee uh joe biden so i had no problem booking him on the show Okay, but he is so anti everything he says that he is. Like, he shot down a union at TYT. How progressive mm-hmm. is that? I've heard about that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 maybe I should have asked him about it. Uh, we mainly spent most of the time talking about naturalization. But in terms of the issues, where he stands on the issues, I, I, I don't really have a problem with his platform. Medicare for all. I mean, fam- paid family leave. It's everything we oh, fight for. Sure. Right. That's all progressive shit that we all want. But he's scaring people. He's legit scaring people. Somebody today was like, I don't even know what to think. I've been listening. Is he going to win the new is he going to win the New Hampshire primary and put Biden out of a job? No, he's saying that we need somebody but Biden. We're not going to get anybody but Biden. We all know this. So he's like scaring the shit out of people. Yeah, I just, and I disagree with that too. I disagree with that. And I challenged him on that. But I mean, David Axelrod saying the same same thing, and Joe Biden called him a prick last week. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it helps. If I was Jank running a campaign, I would not be shitting on Joe Biden the way he is. Joe Biden is very what? old, but Joe Biden kicked Donald Trump's ass in two debates and one presidential contest. And you know, again, it's like. Guys, guys with money will be fine if Donald Trump becomes president. It's not going to be guys with money who will be hurt by a Donald Trump presidency. Right. It'll be other people. So I think and I have and I know Marianne is going to vote for Marianne's going to be back on the show this week, actually. So I'll get more shit for that. But I know she's going to vote for Joe Biden if she doesn't win the nomination. And um, that's it. It's not like they're Robert Kennedy okay. trying to be a third party spoiler. No, no, I get it. I just uh, thought I'd give you my thoughts since your other caller that was going to give you shit, you know, fell off. (laughs) I appreciate that, Lisa. Are we we still friends? Did I make my case well enough to you? Of course, my dear. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Charming sociopath has won approval from someone. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) This is SiriusXM Progress. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.